0: This is Be Createful, a podcast about how we find fullness through creativity. I'm Joe, And I'm Madison. And today, on episode
1: 46, we're talking about gratitude.
0: Gratitude. I tried to change up the uh, rhythm of the intro. Did you notice? I did.
1: It (laughs) felt weird. I was like, wait, I thought I was stepping into a comfy pair of pants. (laughs) But I was wrong. It's different. (laughs) Well, they were still comfy. They just had like a different pattern on them. Maybe. An extra pocket or two, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of, my teens yesterday said they had never seen Madison in casual clothes. Uh,
1: th- and that meant I was wearing jeans and a sweater,
0: which, I mean, I didn't,
1: I mean, I guess that is
0: casual clothes, but I wear a skirt. No, they said, Matt, oh, we were talking about, I think they were, they weren't comparing us. This is actually going to lead us into our conversation. <laughs> oh, kind of interesting. they were talking about like which one of us was better. But uh, not, not really. Okay. I like kind of just popped into the conversation in a weird spot. And I said, well, we're like different. Yeah. We're like better in different ways. And so, you know, you can't really compare it's us. It's apples and oranges, people. Right. And then they said, um, they were just talking about your style being mm. different. And then that's when someone said that they'd never seen you in casual clothes. And I said, what are you talking about? She's wearing casual clothes today. And then that's what brought up your outfit. Yes.
1: I mean, like today I'm back in a flannel house dress. But yesterday I was just wearing sweater and jeans. And then one of them s- said that they were going to steal my sweater. <laughs> oh, they, she wants to steal all of your
0: clothes for fabric.
1: Oh, yes. I had a fabric. hard time. misunder. I misunderstood what she was asking me. I was like, why do you want my clothes? But she wanted them. She wants it.
0: old clothes that you're not going to use anymore because yeah. she wants to repurpose them. Yes, they're a wild ride, those teens.
1: I love them. But um, it's interesting that you bring up comparison because with gratitude, it's all about being content with what you have uh-huh. and being thankful for what you have. And I am thankful that, Joe, you are you and I am me. Oh. And we don't try to be each other.
0: Thanks. I feel like there's a Disney song in there somewhere. <laughs> Probably somewhere. <laughs> I can't find it right now.
1: I don't uh, have my costume Well, on. that's
0: the first thing that I had thought that I had was that comparison kills creativity I think gratitude is a good alternative to comparison and practicing gratitude is what leads to contentment by the way we're talking about this because it's Thanksgiving week (gasps) y'all yes I'm so so excited yeah so we're talking about gratitude because Thanksgiving gratefulness Blah, blah blah and you you'll, get
1: it. you'll probably be enjoying someone's creativity at the table, mhm-. I know I will be my what will is. you be enjoying? My mom makes this great mac and like from scratch mac and cheese with like artisanal
0: cheeses. oh my gosh, should I just told yourself? the girls last night I wanted mac and cheese for dinner. <laughs> That's when one of them said I should feed them dinner in class, oh man. So, cheese crackers don't cut it, apparently. I guess not. So, mac and cheese,
1: pecan pie. That was my request for my mom. I was oh. like, Mom, please make me some pecan pie.
0: Who will be at your Thanksgiving?
1: Um, it'll be my parents. My sister won't be able to be there because she's a nurse and she works okay. on Thanksgiving. Um, and then possibly my uncle and his kids. Um, they're like in college now, but they're hilarious to talk to. They're triplets. Okay. <gasps> Whoa, two boys and a girl.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, do they live near you?
1: Yes, they okay. do. They live like a mile from our house. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Or so, my parents y'all house. grew
1: up close. They are. Oh, let's see. Maybe like ten or twelve years, like younger than I am. So oh, okay. it so was. They're mo- just
0: in college, like yes. freshmen. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: So, um, we had more of like a maybe more of like
0: an aunt, niece, and nephew yeah, kind of make, thing. Ten, ten to twelve years is a uh, hard gap yeah especially because by the time they're old enough by the time they're not little little kids anymore you're in college
1: yeah but I love talking with them about anime and drawing and it's so awesome because the girl has gotten into sewing and she gets all of my old clothes and she has recently dyed her hair magenta (laughs) so we're gonna get to talk about hair dye and sewing in college and I'm She's so like a mini Madison. <laughs> she really is. Love her. She's great. That's exciting. Yeah. So what about, uh, what are you going to be enjoying at Thanksgiving?
0: I honestly don't know. I don't even know who's cooking Thanksgiving. Oh, my dad, I think, well, he got a big green egg and he is obsessed. <gasps> Y'all, being obsessed friends in my family. <laughs> <laughs> what? So he's obsessed with his big green egg and I think he is going to try to smoke a ham. Ooh. So then I said, could you make all of Thanksgiving dinner in the Big Green Egg? And he <laughs> said, yeah. <gasps> really? So I was like, can we have pumpkin pie from the Big Green Egg? <laughs> so we might be having a Big Green Egg Thanksgiving, like, which means maybe we will then go out to eat. I don't know. Uh- <laughs> I don't know. He if He like cracks it open and like out spills out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not sure if me. pumpkin pie in the big green egg is going to act really work or not.
1: No. Um, Maybe if you like smoked your own pumpkin and then you pureed it and then you had like a smoked pumpkin pie. Do you like pie? pumpkin
0: pie? Not really. Me either. I like a little sliver of it. Yeah. I mean, it's Like, like I like fun. a little taste. Okay. Here's a but. funny story. I might have told this before. We used to always have Thanksgiving at my grandparents' house, my dad's parents. And Mm -hmm. that's the only side I have cousins on. And it would be, it was the only time of year we ever saw some of our cousins. And it was the only time everyone was all together. Because for Christmas, everyone went their own ways. Anyway, so we always had Thanksgiving at her house. Mm -hmm. And one year, me and Jess... The pumpkin, we were making the pumpkin pies. We always had canned Diet Coke, and we just poured some Diet Coke (gasps) into the pumpkin pie. And so that kind of became a tradition. Like we would always just pour some. So y'all do that now? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my word. Does it taste any different? No. (laughs) It doesn't change it at all. But we just thought, what if this is the best pumpkin pie ever? (laughs) And we'll wait and like let people say, oh my gosh, this is so good. Mm -hmm. And then we'll say, Surprise. It's because we put dry coconut. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's wild. So I don't really like pumpkin pie, but Muli makes really good chocolate pie.
1: Oh, I do like a chocolate pie, too. Mm. Man. And I I love ham at Thanksgiving.
0: Ooh, do you like turkey? I do not. I mean, turkey's okay, but I like me some pork. You can't tell if you're listening, but I am turning my nose up to the turkey. <laughs> um, <sighs>
1: so, So Thanksgiving is why we're talking about gratitude. Yeah. I'm thankful that I will have to cook very little for Thanksgiving and that I'll get to be enjoying my mom's awesome cooking.
0: I'm thankful that I just get to be home. I'm excited. I love going home. Yeah.
1: Well, we both love our family so much. Yeah,
0: and I get to see little baby Molly. <gasps> yes, I hope she has my some niece.
1: cute like little turkey onesie or some I sort of. I think Jess
0: did get her a Thanksgiving yes costume outfit <laughs> that's the word i was looking for <laughs>
1: man if she shows up in like a turkey costume i mean that'd be cute but that's a little extra
0: yeah so my sister's a little extra what okay, okay. Another, one more tangent oh yes um we were at a rangers baseball game one time years ago is this at thanksgiving or just no, no, no. okay baseball's over at madison <laughs>
1: obviously i'm so well <laughs> in con- interconnected with sports that i know
0: what i'm talking about no It was a random time in the summer. Mm. And Jess said, I can't wait to have a baby so I can dress it up like an accessory. (laughs) Because of all the babies that were, you know, dressed in their cute little rangers, you know, (sighs) fan garb. Yes. So anyway, that just, when you talked about dressing her up like a turkey.
1: You heard it here. Babies are accessories. Husbands are assistants. Like. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Women are the boss. Yeah. This morning. Yes. I was looking at my plants and kind of sad that pretty much all of my plants have died. But this was intentional. You were like, I'm,
1: you know, that it some of your plants. It was intentional
0: that I did not replace them. Oh. I didn't kill them intentionally. No, but
1: you were letting them fade in, into the abyss because, you you know, you just couldn't take care of them. I was or it not didn't work. replacing them. Yeah.
0: Right. And then I was throwing them away when they died. Yes. So that part, it was not a surprise. Maybe that's... Okay. (laughs) It was not intentional. (sighs) How? You were letting them go into the
1: sweet abyss. Just guiding them there. I was letting
0: them go. Yeah. One by one, sometimes in multiples. Anyway, (laughs) so this morning, I just was thinking, oh, I used to be a plant person. And now I'm not because they're all dying. And then I was getting sad. And, you know, I wish my house had better light. I wish I blah, blah, blah. And then I thought wait a minute. I love my house. My house is awesome. And kind of tried to have some gratitude for my space instead of just being sad that my plants were all dying. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't change anything. Like those plants are still dead. What it does do, maybe, is give me a little bit more gratitude for the plants that are hanging around. (laughs) Um, You know, but... One day they may die too. Chances are good that they're not going to make it. Yeah. If you're just letting them go, and also all of the time that having so many plants took me. Oh yeah. You used to talk about your favorite little plant shop. How you drive up there and well, talk and about just all sorts wa- just of things. Just weekly, on a weekly basis at my house, how much how much time it took for me to have all those plants. So. I'm glad, you know, now I have a little bit more time to play two dots and I'm not (laughs) having to (laughs) water so many plants, but it just, I think the only reason I even noticed that I had that thought was because I knew we were going to be talking about this today. And so it just helped me move past my feelings of discontent into feelings of gratitude about my plants.
1: It's funny you should mention that because I've been, I've been comparing myself a lot lately as well. Um. In that I wish I had a, like, sometimes I wish I had a more mainstream creative skill set. Like, I wish I was a better painter or I was better at drawing or, you know, something that, I don't know, just felt more mainstream.
0: Do you think, I have similar thoughts. I agree wholeheartedly. Do you think that this job has done that to you a little bit? Well, Maybe, and the reason I say it like that is because we always have people coming in when we talk about what we offer at make do, and they will say, "Oh, do you do painting classes?" Yeah, and every time someone asks us that, I feel a little not good enough, yes, like no, we don't because I don't know how to do that, yeah, because we're we don't we're not good at that. We offer. Uh, what we are currently good at. Yeah. And uh, I feel like we've been having to have that conversation more lately because we've been having more new people come in,
1: which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. And there's a that people-pleasing part of me that too that's like I'm going to I want to learn whatever you want me to be. But the reality is is that I don't have the time right now to be able to do that because that's something that I would need to pursue on my own personal time. Yes. And it's going to take me a while. Um you know, it's kind of lame, but I was even comparing myself to our friend Meredith where I was like, "Oh, she draws so well." Well, she's it's so not good. lame.
0: It's not a lame comparison because Meredith is amazing at what she does. Yes. Like <laughs> she is worthy of your jealousy. Like I
1: love that Okay, I If you if you want to know what I'm talking about, go go look at her stuff. It's yeah. very cool and unique. Um, Meredith
0: Ann Illustrations on Instagram.
1: There you go. And I just thought, man, I wish I could draw like that. But that's not what I have to give an offer. Instead, I sew and I make clothing. And so I have to figure out ways of sharing that.
0: Yes. I (laughs) wrote down, I want to excel at everything. So my problem is that I want to be able to be the best at everything. Oh, yeah. Like you said, bringing it to the Enneagram, that you're too, the like servant part of you, yeah. wants to be able to offer other people what they want. Yes. Mine is not so outwardly focused. <laughs> well, I just want to be amazing and be the best at everything or that I want to be a one-stop shop for people. You know, yeah. like I want to be able to offer people everything because we're the best not offer them everything because that's what they want (laughs) does that distinction make sense yes it Um, does but to excel at something well okay let me say it this way the new thing is always more appealing like the thing i don't know how to do painting needle punching Mm -hmm. um i don't know rug weaving yeah that thing is always new and exciting because i don't know how to do it And so then I think, well, why can't I be good at that? Uh, Oh, yeah, because you're not going to be good at new things. Yeah. We have entire podcasts about being a beginner. And guess what? Beginners are uh, not good at Mm -hmm. the thing that they're starting. Yes.
1: And it takes time. And so especially when we're having those conversations with people, it's like, uh, even if I could give you what you wanted, it's going to take time for me to do that. Right.
0: And it's impossible to be good at everything. Yes. Only because not that people can't, not that there can't be people who always seem to pick things up quickly that's not what i mean but you cannot there is not enough time to give everything what it needs to become excellent at yes. it
1: if it, if you ever want to draw you you know that you have to draw every day
0: mm-hmm.
1: do something and right now i don't have i'm not willing to give time to that just yet mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same with all other sorts of new things. Yes. I mean, I've been sewing for like 16 years. So yeah, that's going to be the thing I'm good at.
0: Right. And it also, when you stop doing it, you lose some of your good. Yes. Yeah. You have to keep practicing. So there's always a cost, you know, like if you want to try something else, then you're going to lose some of your sewing. Yep. I'll have to get rid of some of that time.
1: Uh huh. Um, so, yeah, I wrote down something similar that um, gratitude naturally combats comparison. So, when I have been comparing myself to these wonderful creators, I have to remind myself that I am thankful for the things that I can do, um, the things that I am able to give and create. Yeah. And it brings some comfort, but I mean, I'm still like, oh man, it'd be cool if I could draw really well.
0: Well, then I I think you get to a point where you have to say, is that something I really want? Mm-hmm. Because if it is, then you pursue it. Yep. It's like I'm trying to think of a non um like creative example. If there's a new car that you want to buy mm-hmm. and it costs a certain amount of money, Then are you willing to give up other things you would spend that money on to get that car? Yeah. It's like,
1: are you going to stop to, I guess, put it more crass? Are you going to stop complaining and do something about it? Right.
0: My dad would right now be screaming into, however he listens to our podcast, about opportunity cost. And I remember whenever I had my first lecture (laughs) on opportunity cost and that nothing is free because it is costing you what you would be doing if you weren't doing that thing, whether that's time or money or whatever. You always are giving up one thing in order to have another. Yes,
1: which the FOMO in me, that fear of missing out. (sighs) Well, and
0: don't you think that
1: the internet has increased that? You know, I've been thinking that maybe I need to cut out a lot of the things that I watch Mm -hmm. because maybe I wouldn't have all these ideas and wants if I didn't see it all the time
0: and you wouldn't be one. It just wouldn't be cluttering your mind, Mm -hmm. but also it gives the illusion that people can have everything.
1: Oh, and that they can monetize whatever they're doing all the time.
0: Right. Like,
1: look, I'm able to do this thing, and now I can get paid for it, and isn't this great? And I'm like, I know it's not all that it's
0: cracked up to be. No, and also I can tell you, once you're getting paid to do something, that in itself takes out some of the greatness.
1: Oh, don't I know. You think I would have learned that after working here for a certain amount of time. Like, there are some days where I come home, and I'm like, I would like to work on this sewing project, but I just did a ton of sewing at Make Uh Do. And I, you know...
0: Uh, I want to dump my time into something else. Yeah, it's a tricky balance, for sure.
1: Wanted. I, I, I can't remember if we've talked about um, our, turning our creativity into a side hustle yet, or monetizing our oh, creativity. Oh, we have
0: talked about it as an option. We talked. To, we. I know we've talked about teaching your hobby, but I don't think we've t- talked specifically about monetizing your hobby.
1: Maybe we'll talk about that in a. In a later podcast, who knows? Because I, I think within this age of, like, um, influencers and, you know, YouTube channel creators and all this stuff that that and that American dream, that drive to, like, oh, yes, you can take whatever you want and uh-huh. turn it into cash. Yeah, that can be a dangerous idea. Yeah. So. But it also feeds into my comparison of, oh, if I was good, I'd be making some serious cash off of what I'm doing. Which... Is silly because creativity is not just about, well, it's not really about, you know, making money. Uh, No. We've talked about how important it is to, for ourselves and our mental health to be practicing creativity. And
0: when you add the financial aspect to it, it takes away some of the mental health benefits. (laughs) It just adds a (laughs) whole other level of stress to the situation.
1: Um. I had just another thought about what it means to have gratitude and creativity. Um, I heard someone express that gratitude is the readiness to return kindness. Okay. um, Say that again. That gratitude is the readiness to return kindness. So out of my creativity, out of the gratitude I have for being able to do good things, that you're able to kind of give back, Uh, your creativity is able to give to others. So for me, I get to give back through teaching. I'm grateful that I have this skill and I'm reminded of how thankful I am to have it because I get to teach. Um, That um, I get to give some of the things, some unique items to others, that I get to share on social media that, hey, I made this thing and hopefully inspire others to also make things, which I know we just got finished talking about how social media can be like not so great for the comparison, but also it can inspire others to do their own creative uh-huh. thing.
0: I only partially listened to what you just said because I'm still stuck on that quote <laughs> that gratitude is the readiness to return kindness because I wouldn't necessarily connect gratitude and kindness. Cause gratitude feels like inward and kindness feels external. But I guess it is that when you are practicing gratitude, you are not making space for things like comparison or jealousy or bitterness. And so that creates a, the only word I can think of is fertility, but that is not the word I mean. Fertile ground. It it creates like a fertileness (laughs) (laughs) in your soul that breeds
1: kindness. So like I think about what we practice at Thanksgiving. We are grateful for what we have and we in turn share Uh it with others. And so I'm grateful for the creative things that I'm able to do. And so that makes me in turn want to share it. There's this like readiness to like, all right, I'm so glad I have this. I want to give it to
0: others. It's like I get so much from it and you want to be able to share that. I mean, hello. That's why we have our podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're giving out of abundance because in comparison, you're like, I have this deficit. I don't, I don't have these skills. I don't have whatever. But in gratitude, you're like, I have so much. Now, who can I share
0: right. it with? Right. This is actually a good uh, way to maybe describe what it means to be createful because we made that word up, as you heard in the podcast <laughs> with the boys. And they were so shocked. Yes. Uh, but it sounds a lot like grateful. Mm-hmm. And so it is gratefulness is just being full of gratitude, right? And mm-hmm. that's what it means for us to be create createful as well as what happens when we're full of creativity and the, all of the good things that accompany it.
1: Um, so I got a text message from my uh, my in-laws and they said that this year they wanted to forego presents and instead they wanted to do a craft it and movie day. And I was just like, yes, I was so excited because that is that is totally how I give back to people mm-hmm. is through my creativity. So now I get to go and spend a day with people that I love, giving back from a place where I have an abundance. It just, oh, it warms my heart and it makes me so excited. And it makes me very thankful that I'm able to do that, that all these years of like practicing and enjoying my creativity can, can I don't know, give experiences to other people.
0: Yeah, I think maybe what... I- I don't know if giving back is even the right way to say it because it's more of a, a pouring out or a sharing. Yeah. Like, cause especially with creativity, a lot of people haven't, they don't think it's something that they have. Mm -hmm. So you're not giving anything back to them. You're more paying it forward or helping uncover something that they have that they don't realize. I'm Mm
1: feeding their spark of creativity. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, one thing that helps me when I get stuck in that loop of comparing, wanting to be good at everything is focusing on my strengths, which Mm -hmm. you have mentioned a little bit, but then I get kind of, especially when we're looking at make do, if our strength is sewing, how do we keep that exciting? Or how do we get people to engage with us in our strength? like in the thing that we're good at. And that can be the challenge for us sometimes, but we just had a stocking class, a quilted stocking class a couple days ago. And it's the most fun I've had teaching a class in a long time. And just thinking like, of course it was because it's what I love to do because it was sewing. And I was getting to, to share that with people. So sometimes we try to make things too complicated. Like we're trying to always, to use make do as an example, we're always trying to come up with new classes. Mm-hmm. Okay, people have already come and taken a sewing class. What else are they going to want? We've already taught an embroidery class. What else can we teach? And we're always trying to come up with something new, which which puts a, which puts a little pressure on us. Yeah. But realizing that we don't have to make it so complicated. We can keep doing what we're best at, and that will keep serving people. Yes. Um, so that is a help. That was a helpful realization for me as I was. Well, one, just my experience with that class, and mm-hmm. then secondly, preparing for this episode specifically to be able to put those two things together.
1: Yeah, it was a real. It was so nice to see so many people back in the studio mm-hmm. again,
0: because it sold out, and it's the first class we've had that has sold out in a long time. Well, aside from maybe some of your kid classes in the summer.
1: Um, the holidays are such a unique time for creativity because we tend to, um, put up or decorate with a lot of like family
0: heirlooms or things that have been passed down. And we have an episode on that from this about this time last year. So yes, scroll Um, back and listen.
1: Yeah. And so it, it, again, it kind of ignites people to like, Oh, I want to make something. I want to engage with my own creativity. Um, and so I think that class hit all of the things. It's quilting. It's
0: holiday themed. It's,
1: it was a nice turnaround. Like uh-huh. it,
0: it was a quick project. Yeah. Right. And it helped me remember that, oh, people don't always need to make something big and flashy. Like sometimes you just need to come make a little project. Yeah. Get that, get that little feeling of like, yes, I made this.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: no, it's, hey, I oh, made this. Yes, that's right.
1: That's what our mural says. <laughs> that's what our mural, our mural. yeah. Yeah. Um, I wrote down that personally, when I have gratitude in my creativity, it's that um, it's a practice of me celebrating what I can do with my hands and my mind. And so my project Mm -hmm. is like, oh, yeah, I'm really thankful that I can prove to myself that, yeah, I've made this. I was able to use my creativity for this. And if I look at my finished project that way, um, it kind of hides a lot of those imperfections again not using that whole comparison sort of thing. Right. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I've been smiling for most of this podcast because this just feels so heartwarming to me. Like this is what gives me the good warm fuzzies.
0: Can y'all tell? Does Madison, <laughs> does her voice sound like she's smiling?
1: Yeah. We're usually smiling. Most of the time. But this one is really hitting that yeah. like, oh, that sweet Remember spot. Remember when
0: I suggested this as an episode and you said, <laughs> you said something like, well, we're going to have to take some tangents to get there, or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a stretch, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it
1: does feel that way, but I don't know. now yeah. I'm sett- settling into it, and I'm very thankful we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it.
0: Uh, when you, you talking about that of uh, just about having gratitude like through the process, it made me think about when I started making my own clothes mm-hmm. and how it gave me gratitude for my body. Yes. And that was an unexpected benefit. Or side effect, after effect of making my own clothes. But I think we can be really harsh on ourselves and the our shapes and the way that we look when we're trying to when we're trying on jeans oh. in the store or whatever. And mm. there's all kinds of negative thoughts that can go through our head. But when I was making my own clothes, I was making something. It became about the accomplishment of making the jeans and the jeans fit mm-hmm. versus my body doesn't fit into these jeans. Yes. Does that difference make sense? Yeah. And so it just made me feel, then when I was looking in the mirror, I was being proud of what I made instead of being critical of my body.
1: It's one of those freeing things when you make your own Mm -hmm. clothes because you don't have to sew in a label.
0: It's great. A
1: size label. A size label. But
0: you can sew in a label that says
1: handmade. (laughs) This is true. That's the kind of label I like. Uh Um, Yeah. So hopefully people will have the same attitude when they make anything that you're like, man, I'm so glad I made this with my own hands. Uh Um, Especially when now that we're going into Thanksgiving and so much of our dishes are going to be uh, home cooked.
0: So I did cook for the first time. In probably a month. But, I mean, (laughs) I made something besides a quesadilla. Yes. what I mean. I made some soup. And I thought, this soup is so good. Oh, my gosh. This is so amazing. I felt so proud of myself that I actually fed myself. Yes. Something that didn't come from a cereal box or a tortilla. Yeah.
1: It's that kind of thing that just gives you, like, yeah, I made this with my own hands. It's good. It's nourishing me. It's nourishing other people. That's just... That's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Love it.
0: When I think about my creativity and gratitude, I cannot help but just have gratitude for make do <laughs> like that make do uh, exist. It is definitely my greatest creative endeavor.
1: There's a lot of other people who are grateful. We have so many kids or parents, I should say, that come to me and say, this is so-and-so's place. Yeah. This is so-and-so's favorite place to come. Whatever classes
0: you have, let us know. We're going to try and make whatever we can. Well, and I think I my gratitude is for those people who keep coming to classes because oh, it yeah. wouldn't exist without them, obviously. And so, like, you already alluded to the fact that work is still work. Mm-hmm. And even when you're, you know, have the flexibility that we have are surrounded as a... a are surrounded by as much color as we are, whatever, you still have days that feel like work. Oh, yeah. But sometimes I'll just come sit in the studio and I just look around and I think, I can't believe this place exists. Like, it's really overwhelming, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only reason is because people keep coming here. Um, And so I guess that kind of brings up the idea of collaboration and creating uh something with other people. And this would be like in a broader sense of creating a life, not mm-hmm. just necessarily creativity. Well, I don't I don't mean the kind of life you create with other people. Y'all. Yes. Don't go. That's not what I meant. Okay. <laughs> oh, I just mean creating things that are fulfilling that involve other people. And it always takes other people to make it happen. So, you know, if no one wanted what we were offering, then we wouldn't be here. Yep. And Mm. actually, that's why I had to start offering kid classes. I never wanted to, (laughs) (laughs) but then that's what people were asking for. So that's what we had to do. So there is an, an extra special kind of gratefulness. I think that happens when your creativity depends on the buy-in of other people. Mm -hmm. And no
1: one does anything alone. Mm -mm. Uh, Don't ever fool yourself into thinking that you did something on your own. Because, and that was another thing about gratitude, and I'll touch on this a little bit with like, if we get into tips, um, that part of my gratitude and creativity is being thankful for the people who have gotten me here, Mm -hmm. who have taught me and who have inspired me to continue doing what I'm doing.
0: That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's why our sewing machines have names on them because whenever they, whoever sponsored the sewing machine got to name it. And I always encourage people to pick someone who had inspired them. Um, And so it just is a reminder that creativity is a legacy that we get to be part of. I mean, you have people who have passed it on to you and then you are passing it on to other people. And we're just like this big, beautiful chain of creativity. That goes through the generations.
1: Yes. Um, I think it happens in families, too. I know you were you were talking about, uh, you know, creating life with other people. Oh. Um, but there is some creativity. I mean, I think there's a lot, actually. A lot of creativity in parenting. You are passing down all mm. sorts of things, and it's this big chain. And, well, um, and you have to get creative with
0: punishments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you have to have the buy-in of other people to help raise your child. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's a it's a big old chain of like everybody helping everybody and, and there's creative differences. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We're glad that we get to be a part of so many young people's lives uh-huh. and partner with parents in helping inspire creativity mm-hmm. in their children. I Man gives me the warm and fuzzies.
0: Mm.
1: It's oh, a warm there's and fun that smile. Did y'all hear it? <laughs> it's a warm and fuzzy episode.
0: Is that why you're wearing your flannel house dress? Yeah. You're drinking something that some cozy help tea. you feel cozy. Yep. It's a cozy fall episode. Okay, I don't have any other thoughts, do you? Uh not at the moment. Tips? Yeah. Let's Kay. do it. So these will be tips for practicing gratitude in creativity yep. or in general. They may be in general. Yeah. Well, if you want tips on practicing gratitude in general, there's like a bazillion books about that, I'm sure.
1: You could probably Google it. Yeah.
0: You're supposed to write a journal or something. <laughs> You're supposed <laughs> something to like, make like three that. things a day. Yeah. I'm sure it's good. I have four. How many do you have? Uh, Three. Okay. So I'll go first and last. Yes. We're so good at math and taking turns. (laughs) (laughs) My first thing you already alluded to this a little bit is to silence the negative Mm. or silence the voices that you're comparing yourselves to. So practically that looks like unfollowing accounts on Instagram that are making you jealous Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or at least muting them. Don't have to unfollow them but just mute them so they're not showing up in your feed mm-hmm. So that means you might have to mute Meredith <laughs> and then just go look at her page when you need inspiration yeah um because if there are things that are consistently making you feel less than mm-hmm. then it's not serving you yep I get really jealous, of people for no reason (laughs) it's just i'm gonna blame the enneagram three in me on that yeah but for example we went this summer to magnolia yeah in waco i had no interest but we were going with my mom and aunt and it's a fun thing to do with your relatives who are in their 60s so (laughs) um so we were we were driving past it and I was just having to acknowledge that I felt insanely jealous of Joanna Gaines. I don't want to be her. She has, like, how many children? Too many. Uh, <laughs> like, five too many. Uh, you know, she's like, I just think how she's so busy. She's got so yeah. many things going on. But the part of me that wants to be successful and significant has a really hard time um, with the success of other people. So... Anyway, I don't follow Magnolia on Instagram. (laughs) One, because it's not my vibe, but also because then I would just be jealous of her success, which has nothing, no bearing on my success. And I don't even want to use that word, except for that it can uh, dilute my contentment or my gratitude. I think a way
1: that we silence that negativity is just like, taking an inventory of like... Like you were saying, you're like, I don't want to be a mom of five children. Uh I don't want to... You know, there are these things that she's doing that I don't want to do.
0: I mean, I wouldn't mind if we had our own show on HGTV.
1: Yeah. You know what? If y'all know anybody, call them up. We are hilarious personalities, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) We think we're pretty great. (laughs) But there's several things that she's doing that makes her her that
0: you don't want a part of. Uh And you know what? Honestly... If we had a TV show, I think I would just be worried that people liked you more than me. <sighs> Which is, again, comparing apples and yeah, oranges. I know, but that's what, I, like, I'm just being honest that that is something always that I'm having to, in our daily lives, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If we were on TV, people would have opinions about us. Yes. And then we would know oh, my word. who they liked more.
1: Uh, it's not a competition. I know. I'm. Sp- I mean? know you're three.
0: <laughs> I know your three is like what? It it's doesn't not a matter if you think it's a competition. <sighs> I know, but I'm. Ba- I'm getting yeah, better. And it, I would it, wear a shirt that said Team Madison.
1: Oh well, I'm always Team Joe. Because I, I mean, if I wasn't Team
0: Joe, I wouldn't be here. Okay, <laughs> so maybe this is another. This is a tip I did not write down. Yeah. But having people in your corner to help to help you see the things that you do that are amazing is helpful for contentment and gratitude as well.
1: Have a panel of people that are like, yeah, uh-huh. keep making stuff. Keep sharing the stuff you make.
0: Because yeah. I need, as much as I don't want to need other people, I need to know that you're Team Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for being on Yeah,
1: I think we both need that. And everybody needs that where it's like they want to feel appreciated. They want to feel like they're a part of something, Mm -hmm. that they mean something where they are.
0: Right. And then if they were gone, that that thing wouldn't be as good. That's why we focus so much on that collaborative
1: creativity that we've got going on here at Make Do. It's it's important when we create together because something special happens. That's why I loved it the other day when you're like, Do you want to make stockings with me? I was like, Yes. Because I love that. I don't get opportunities oh. to sew
0: with people like side by side. We're making huge stockings, y'all. I was inspired by the stocking class. <laughs> and so I made a little pattern. And by little, a little, I mean big. They're like four feet. Like <laughs> Joe could like step into one. <laughs> Speaking of, I went home on Christmas Day in a stocking. <gasps> no. Uh-huh. Oh, that's precious. Cuz I was born on the 22nd and I went home on Christmas Day.
1: You know, if there's a picture of this, we should do a side-by-side picture of you kind of in, in your big giant
0: one. <laughs>
1: yeah. There is a picture, I'm sure. <laughs> That'd be funny. Anyways,
0: okay, what's what's your first tip?
1: Um okay. Uh mine kind of like is kind of fits in with your first one that I wish y'all could have seen the hand
0: motions that was, Madison had to do to get that sentence I was out.
1: trying to like cup things <laughs> and like imagine my hands as puzzle pieces, but I only have one hand. The other's got tea in it. So I'm like it, 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 compatible, whatever. Anyways, so shutting down that negative. For me, that means, you know, listing out your creative talents or just giving yourself time to reflect, giving those moments of like, all right, well, let me think through why I'm jealous and then consider, you know, that person, do I actually want what that person has? And if you do, then you can start making some changes of like, mm. all right, I want to incorporate that into my life. And if you don't, then maybe you should stop being jealous. Right. You if don't it's want not
0: that. worth it. It's yeah. not that you don't want it. It's that it's not worth what it's going to cost you. Yeah. The opportunity cost. How many times can we say opportunity cost? <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about the teens a lot. Yeah. Today, yesterday, one of them, what were we? I don't remember what we were talking about, but one of them was like, "I don't even know what the economy is." Oh, <laughs> I was like, "Let me tell you." One of them said, "It's about money." I said, "Oh, it is so much more than money." Yeah. So then we talked about uh, what is the economy? Did you but start off your explanation with? If you have $100, say you have $100. <laughs> if you're new around here, that is how Muli starts off every explanation of anything related to anything. <laughs> I love it. It's so good.
1: <laughs> um. So, yeah, take that moment to reflect, and that's what's going to help shut out some of the mm-hmm. negative.
0: That's similar to my second tip is to name your strengths. Yes. And, you know, I joking earlier said start a gratitude journal where you, like, write things down you're grateful for. But I think a lot of times we don't know what we're good at. Mm -hmm. And we can't verbalize why someone would want to be our friend. Like, what do I offer? You know what?
1: I was reading a book and they suggested that if you want to improve yourself, go to your friends and ask them, what do I bring to the table? And like just start asking questions that are going to feel really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and vulnerable, but they may give you surprising answers. Um, and you, we touched about it on that, on that last little tip that we kind of like snuck in there that you need like a panel of people Mm -hmm.
0: to help support you. And not just hype people who are going to always be building you up. And yes, you're the greatest. Um, but people who can genuinely tell you what your strengths are, um, and why they like being around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but specifically, like with maybe creativity or just the things we offer to people in our lives, knowing what it is that you're good at. What do you offer at your job? You are good at something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't think you're not
1: good at anything. Mm-mm.
0: You got something. Special. But it's easy to think we aren't good at anything when we're always comparing ourselves to everybody else. Because there will always be somebody better than you. Oh, for sure. So if, if I think I will never be as good at sewing as Madison, I will never be able to make a house dress that looks as good (laughs) as the one Madison is making, then I'm going to feel like I'm not good at sewing, but that's not true.
1: That's not the measure of sewing. Right. I was saying a prayer the other day where I was like, God, I do not want to be constantly measuring myself the way I'm measuring myself now by other people.
0: Because it's just not fair to you. No. And as much as I want to be the best, I also don't want to be the person that stands in the way of someone else feeling capable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like I don't ever want to be the person that someone looks at and thinks, gosh, well, I could never do it like she does or I could never... Joe makes it look so easy or, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I wish I could do it like that and I can't. So I'm just not going to try. Like, I don't ever want to be a stumbling block for someone else, which is why I think we try to be so authentic and share, you know, our own struggles so that people see that it's not all, I was going to say rose colored, but then I was like, why would I want rose? I want teal. Teal.
1: It's not all teal colored over here, although... I mean do it, it mostly it, is. like
0: it actually <laughs> is physically but not always for us mentally <laughs> yeah it's hard
1: sorry I got caught up thinking about like you know how I would want to present myself on social media in a very authentic way I've been holding back from posting my Halloween costume because I want to be able to like say the right thing of like yes this is amazing and not to knock my own design but like There were, there was struggles and process that was happening with this that I want people to know that this is something that is attainable, but that, I don't know.
0: Well, I think it's a practice in saying and instead of, but Mm -hmm. that, yes, this is amazing. And I worked really hard on it and it was really hard. Yeah. And that is to me where authenticity comes from. And you know, that's why I hate fake it till you make it. Yes. Yes. I won't go down that tangent again. (laughs) I can't tell y'all what episode to go listen to if you want to hear. We may have a whole episode on fake it. Maybe we we do. I don't remember because I really hate that (laughs) phrase because I think it builds. I told you we weren't going to go down the tangent and now I am. I can't help it. Welcome
1: to this well-worn path.
0: (laughs) It just builds up a facade that is inauthentic and makes people think that that is how something is supposed to look when that's not true. Okay. okay, I said name your strengths. Yes. You said?
1: Yeah, list your creative talents. Reflect. Give yourself time to think about.
0: But have you said two now? No, I
1: haven't yet. Okay, so, so it's your turn. Okay. Um, this feeds into what we were just talking about, to share with others. Share with that panel of people.
0: <gasps> Dang! <laughs> you got that down Will too? Well, you keep going and I'll see if it, if we take it the same direction. Okay,
1: um, Share with that panel of people so that you can get support. Share on social media so that you can be you know, authentic and hopefully inspire others and also be able to be proud of what you're doing. That's part of gratitude as well, where you're like, man, I worked hard on this and I did a good job, or I did my best on this and I'm proud of what I made and I'm thankful that I was able to complete it or do that it. That or- brings
0: an interesting perspective to gratitude that I think we've been dancing around but haven't actually said a lot of times I think when we're doing our gratitude journals, we are listing things that we're grateful for. I'm grateful for this house. I'm grateful for the birds. I'm grateful for this hot cup of tea Joe made me. I'm <laughs> grateful for fill in the blank. Instead of recognizing that we can also be grateful and proud of things like inside of us.
1: Yeah. I. So for instance, I'll go. I'm grateful that I have a large amount of empathy for people. Yeah. Sometimes it's painful, but most of the time I enjoy I enjoy that about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that that's what I was given. It could be things like that. You could be grateful again for your own creativity, for and you know, think of smaller things. I'm grateful that I'm able to make this. I'm grateful that
0: I'm able to give this to people. I'm grateful that Hey, I finished this and I like it. And right. So I was going to say you can uh, use proud, like you could insert being proud instead of grateful. Like I'm proud of this thing I made. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we border on like, oh, I don't want to be prideful Mm -hmm. and what, but then it takes it to the other side of like wanting to hide what you do and like trying to be humble. Like, oh, it was nothing or, oh, look at all these flaws or whatever. Right. But that we've talked so much about how that's not healthy either
0: well and that's a hard line to walk like that being self-deprecating being but being proud but not being prideful yeah. yeah we've talked about that and you know you and you're talking about it with the kids too in class all the time about being proud of what they make and yep. that and we even hear sometimes you know it's hard for them to be proud because they're already learning the lesson that you're not supposed to toot your own horn yeah or brag mm-hmm. um Okay. Mine was a little bit different. It was to share your talent Mm -hmm. or your gift. And you already talked about that idea of giving back. Um, But so it ties in with my previous tip, which is to name your strengths. So know what you're good at and then share that thing with other people. And that is maybe what helps us have a healthy relationship with that line of being proud because it's not about us. It's not just self-serving. We are taking the things that we excel at and we are offering that thing. We're offering our strength to other people. Um, I mean, that's what make do is like, yes. I'm really proud of what we've built here at make do. Um, and it exists 100% for other people. You
1: have to know that what you're offering is worth offering. So let this be, if if you need to hear that, Mm -hmm. what you have and what you're good at is worth sharing with other people. Mm -hmm. Don't try to be like, oh, well, I'm not as good as so-and-so or Mm -hmm. I don't think I could teach Mm it. What people are looking for is not for whatever you're giving or making to be perfect. They want to share with you in the thing that you're passionate about, that you're good at, that you enjoy.
0: And -and so-and-so who you're comparing yourself to Is incapable of serving everyone. Yep. So, you know.
1: It was important to me that I had uh, some grandparents that took the time to teach me how to sew. They didn't teach me everything, but they taught me some things that I could learn at the time. And that's an experience that I couldn't have gotten from a YouTube video. Like,
0: yeah. My mm -hmm. grandma taught me how to crochet, like, once. Mm -hmm. And... It did not go well. Well, still, I still have a problem with crocheting. Like halfway through, I realized I'm doing the wrong stitch. Anyway, <laughs> I just remember I was trying to make a potholder or something, but for some reason it curled up. And so I was like, oh, this fits around a Coke can. So I just <laughs> made it a koozie. Well, then I gave it to my PE teacher. Ah, that's <laughs> In like funny. fourth grade, how random that, that memory just popped into my head. And I don't even remember my PE teacher's name. And she probably thought, why are you giving me this? You know? <laughs> As a teacher who's
1: been given a lot of weird things, I'm grateful for everything I'm given. Because kids, when they
0: give, it's just... (laughs) They're just so excited. Yeah, they're so wholehearted. That was the same year that I found a pair of underwear in my pant leg. I was like... Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I have this look of confusion where I'm like, wait, where did this come from? So we would like sit in lines, like rows, while she was explaining what we were going to do that day. So I was sitting with my legs crossed, and I was like, what is that bulge in my pants? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what is this? What is what this is unexpected this? Like object? My calf. In my <laughs> right. <In> and <laughs> like my calf feels bigger than it should. Yeah. And so I reached in and there was a pair of underwear <laughs> and a <the> pant leg. Because, <laughs> you know, you wear jeans more than once. And yeah. so anyway, this whole thing might get cut out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just shocked. And so luckily I was wearing like an anorak that had a zipper pocket, like a zipper kangaroo pocket. So I just like unzipped that pocket and stuck the underwear in there real fast and zipped it back up. So hopefully no one saw Or someone is still telling the story about one day in gym class in fourth grade when some weirdo pulled Pulled a pair of underwear out of her pant legs. They probably thought that was a magic trick. They're like, she took her underwear (laughs) off without her (laughs) pants coming off. It was wild. So anyway, always check your pant legs. Because if you don't, you know, pick your clothes up off the floor when you take them off and then you wear them the next day, that could happen.
1: You know what's funny, though? I have a similar experience, but at camp. I'll tell it real quick. So... You know, you take your own bed linens uh-huh. to camp. And so I was, you know, making my bed and some underwear <laughs> fell out of the sheets. And I was just like, where did this
0: come from? <laughs> the thing is, they weren't mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, did they belong to anyone in your family? They did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they weren't a stranger's no, underwear. No. But was, they
1: had just gotten washed with your sheets. Yep. And, it, you know, that fitted sheet, it just uh-huh. has a little pocket. It's a little
0: pocket. Yep. It yep. likes to hold things. Hidden underwear. <laughs> like underwear and pillowcases. Ah. Yep. Uh, I said share your talent. It's yes. your turn. Okay.
1: So um, let's see. All right. Find people that taught you and let them know that you're grateful for them. This is an excellent practice because it not only makes you feel grateful for what, for the things that you have been taught, but also it makes the other person feel great because they realize that what they're doing, that they're outpouring was worth it. Uh huh. So it's very valuable. Yes. It's a good
0: practice. Yes. And how, like, it feels so good when people do it back to you, too. Oh, yeah. My last tip is to celebrate other people. And Mm -hmm. sometimes those other people might be the people that you would otherwise be jealous of. Like, being able to celebrate the accomplishments of somebody else takes away the power that being jealous has uh, when you can genuinely be happy for them and for their success.
1: When you can be team, whoever it Mm -hmm. I'm so excited that Meredith is getting to do all of these cool things yeah, and that she has like this awesome shop where you can buy some of her prints. I just, it's so cool.
0: So I am team Meredith, even though sometimes I am jealous, but. Well, and she would tell, she's been on, if if you don't know exactly who we're talking about, she's been on a few, three episodes now um, where we talk about. Uh, finding our own value Mm -hmm. and where we talked about is better necessary. So she very much would appreciate knowing that you're, that you value her creativity, I think. And cause you know, it's not easy.
1: Well, and there, that's the thing. We don't have a limited supply of creativity. There's enough that we can all be Mm -hmm. creative and the world needs each of Mm -hmm. us to be Our creative selves.
0: And when you pour it out, it comes back. Yeah. And it's almost like you have to practice pouring your creativity out to get better at creativity. Yes, you do. I mean,
1: shoot, it's so much easier. Or, well, it's, you get better at creativity by teaching what you do because you have a more fuller understanding Uh of what's going on. Um, That's a very tangible way to think about it. But even just giving, it just... Mm. Well, and it's
0: the it's also just the practice of it. Like mm-hmm. if you don't practice it, then you're gonna lose your skill or you're not gonna develop new skill. So if it's something that you're already good at, if you don't practice it, you will forget and mm-hmm. you will lose it. And then if it's something new, if you don't practice it, you're never gonna learn. So you know, creativity, yes, some of it is natural. Obviously, we have natural like inclinations of things that we lean toward. But it also is a skill that can be practiced and learned. A lot of it can be learned. Yeah. That's all I got. Man. It
1: was, love this episode. So much fun.
0: Are you grateful for this episode? I am.
1: We talked about food. We talked about creativity. We talked about funny stories about elementary school underpants.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I also one time forgot to wear underpants in kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) I was wearing like a... A jumpsuit onesie. Oh yeah, that like zipped up, Uh and I don't know. I guess because I like put it on all at once, maybe I forgot the steps of getting dressed. Yeah, but halfway through the day, I realized this doesn't feel right. Oh man! And then I felt really like embarrassed. Yeah, like, but like like, no no one know. No one's gonna know, especially not in kindergarten. No. What's your sweet this week? My sweet this week is
1: that in the process of thinking of gratitude and pouring out to others. I am so grateful that Richard is willing to wear the crazy shirts I make him. (laughs) So friends, for those of you who don't know, I love making Richard Hawaiian shirts. I (laughs) made them for him for us to wear on our trip to Hawaii. That was going to happen uh, March of 2020 which
0: what happened to that trip
1: (laughs) yeah it was it was postponed so i just i got kind of got hooked and he started wearing them to work on fridays and stuff and he works with kids so the kids liked it and so he kept wearing them and so i kept making him crazy shirts with like toucans on it or pandas or he has a i have a house dress that has flowers all over it so he gets a matching shirt and i'm just so grateful that he wants to wear what i make him yeah that's a fun one. Yeah, he's. It's not. He, if he had his way and buying his own clothes, everything would be dark. Everything would be very much like utilitarian and like not
0: stand out. I get it. Looking <laughs> at my black and gray striped yeah. shirt that I have worn, this is what day of the week is it? That's how many days I've worn yep. this. Shirt.
1: <laughs> so, I appreciate him for stepping out mm-hmm. and supporting my creativity.
0: That's a sweet, sweet. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. My sweet, I pondered if I was going to mention this so early. Okay, but I am. Okay, and y'all are going to be the first to hear about it. So on Monday, I will not have posted about it anywhere else. Y'all, we made a coloring book, oh, my and God. by we, I mean Meredith yes. drew it, and uh, it's fabulous. It is fabulous. It's at the printer. I don't know. I'm. I hope I. I haven't heard back from the printer, so I don't know when it will be totally ready but it will be here hopefully like by the beginning of december and I'm so, <laughs> i cannot wait to hold it in my hands i'm so excited about the it vibe is amazing it's make do it's it's inspired by our studio meredith did such a good job at like capturing parts of our studio like our gallery wall and our be createful mural and there's a quilt in there and um then just like some uh sayings from our gallery wall yes and of course a good sprinkling of lemons um so put it on your list of things that you're gonna give to people it's uh it's a fundraiser so like 100 percent of what we make on it comes back to make do because it was very generously sponsored so that's another sweet. yes and um yeah, I just am so excited. I cannot wait to hold it in my hands. and I, w- I, w- I want to color it so bad. Cause you know. I,
1: my mom and I used to do coloring books when we would travel. And it, so it's just gonna bring back all of these like warm memories of like coloring with my mom. Oh, and, well, like, and
0: I wish we already had it. Oh my gosh, what if they were ready like by next Wednesday and you could take <sighs> one home? I could color with my mom. Cause I don't know how long it'll take us to get them. I hope, I hope it works out. That would be but so much fun. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm excited like to see people color in them and share them and all of that. And we're working on, I'm seeing if we can manage some kits like. Uh, a coloring book and some colored pencils and stuff like that. So ew, I'm just so excited. Yeah. That's such a good sweet. Yeah, that's my sweet. I love it.
1: Okay, so I'll talk about my sour just real quick because I, I still want to write out that high of coloring book. Um, so I worked out for the first time in like a long time. And uh, yeah, I'm sore. Specifically, my derriere is quite
0: sore. Do you? I always, when I'm sore, that's such a sweet to me. You like it? Yeah, because I'm like I'm sore. Yes, I worked hard.
1: It is kind of like a flip where I'm like mm-hmm. I, you know, my body was able to do that and that's great. But when I'm I'm sitting down, I'm like mm, I'm glad I did that. But uh, yeah, I think feel
0: the sour great. for me is when I'm sore and then you look in the mirror and you're like, but I look the same.
1: I know. Which I mean, if you worked <laughs> out for the first time in a while, it's like yeah, you're not you're not gonna look different. What would, what'd you
0: expect? I know. <laughs> um, well, my sour is i i took a different approach okay it's a sour that i want oh i want some lemon pie <laughs> you you want that tart <laughs> when i was trying to think of a sour for this week i was like all i could think about is lemon pie man no, i want, I want, want lemon, lemon pie right and macaroni and cheese there is a restaurant in uh near where my parents live um, called spoons and they make a key lime pie that is so good. And the last few times that I have been home, we haven't, I haven't been able to go to spoons cause they're not open. Y'all don't care. They're <laughs> not open like every night, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I haven't gotten to go. <clears throat> Sorry. I have something in my throat. It like raw, like scratchy. They, I haven't gotten to go. So I haven't got to have key lime pie. And I just really want some sort of citrus pie. Yes. Is there anywhere in Searcy? I may have to look it up. There there
1: might like be a Like where we could get it today? Maybe. there. I'll have to check a place. It is kind of out of season for lemony things, but... But it could be
0: key lime. Okay. It can be from a bottle. I don't care. From a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't want no Marie Callender's... No, no, no. frozen section. No. But we might have to have that. Yeah. I keep thinking it's Friday because we're recording.
1: I know. So we're, you know, in for the holidays... We're kind of doubling up this week on some recordings. Yeah. So it's
0: so. Wednesday. Could y'all tell that it's not Friday? Th- can could you y'all tell it? it's not normal? Can you hear it in our voices? Could you hear that the uh, the alarms went off? Like the noon oh, on yes. Wednesday at noon, the tornado alarms go off? Oh, I don't think you could hear them. The weirdness of a small town. Yeah. Anyways. In my but parents' town, they only go off once a month. Hmm. And I think every week is better than once a month yeah because every week you are just in we're in the habit of it so when you hear them you're like oh oh yeah it's noon on wednesday but if it was once a month you would forget and then you would think oh, what's happening yeah so that's a <laughs> a very natural way to end our <laughs> podcast tornado <laughs> alarms uh y'all we hope you have a happy thanksgiving
1: yeah Share some of your creativity. Enjoy someone
0: else's. Yeah. Tell someone else that you're grateful for them. In whatever capacity that means. Yeah. So one of the podcasts I listen to is Pantsuit Politics, and they always say, have the best day available to you. Yes. And so the holidays seem like a time to say, like, have the best Thanksgiving that is available to you. Yeah. Because we recognize it can be a cornucopia <laughs> of <laughs> uh, <laughs> issues and family and... yeah happy things and sad things and all of that. So
1: do what you can do what you can with what you got. Uh Do you have a song? I guess I can come up with a song. It's your turn. Gratitude is such a nice way to start your day. So start it with this podcast and hopefully you've made it all the way to the end and we're grateful you did. Thank you.
0: Bye. 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 (laughs) 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 I tried. You did. You did excellent gratitude is such a lovely day to start your day lovely way i mean to say (laughs) lovely way to start your day with gratitude perfect cool (laughs) i Uh, just built on what you did it was a collaboration hey that's what we're talking about here Thank you to my dear, dear friend Craig Hudson for our very createful theme music. You can hear more of Craig's music on Spotify under Craig Hudson. That's Hudson with a T. Or you can just uh, click on the link in the show notes. Also, be sure to connect with Make Do on Instagram at Make Do Create or on Facebook at Make Do Cersei. And visit our website, makedocreate.org, for upcoming classes, show notes, to order a face mask, lots of things. We'll be back here with another episode next Monday. Have a good week, y'all.